This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Hey, happy day. Happy, happy day. Yes. Ah, oh, yes, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I'm very happy to be with you. And uh, our topic this week is eliminating distractions, uh, which is a great way to kick off the holiday season. And uh, I'm very excited. Thanksgiving week, I'm going to have uh, Gary and Cindy Renard. Uh, and Cindy's mom, her sister, and her brother on the show. They're all going to be back on the show. They've all been on the show together. I mean, not together, but uh, in August of 2013, I did a show with Cindy, her mom, and her brother and sister. I mean, her brother-in-law and sister. And um, that was really wonderful. Of course, Gary has been on the show many times so if you're listening to this later on podcast or download you can know that you can go and get those episodes at itunes or at the unity.fm website and uh they're all free for downloading there's uh this is actually 162nd or third episode so there's a lot of episodes a lot of free audio for you you can gorge yourself on it and, uh, yeah, so that's going to be exciting. Thanksgiving week, we're going to talk about that. And uh, next week, I'm going to be sharing about family healing for the holidays. So that, that will be helpful. And let us pray, as we always do, begin with a prayer. So we place our hand on our heart. And we take a breath of love and gratitude together. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. We call the name of God, beloved, I am that I am. We gratefully open our hearts and minds to the very highest possibility of love unfolding in our mind, in our heart, in our life. We are grateful and thankful to cultivate a willingness to know that truth that sets us free. To know that we are the truth. We are the kingdom. We are the treasure of God. And we're willing to know it not just for ourselves, but for our brothers and sisters. We're eliminating all distractions, anything that keeps us from keeping our eye on the prize, which is accepting the atonement for ourselves. 
opening our awareness to realize fully that there is no separation. There never has been and there never will be because there could not be. It's not even possible. What's not possible cannot be. And so we're willing to accept that for ourselves. And we share that benefit of knowing and willingness with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes, so grateful. So eliminating distractions. This is something that I, I don't know. One spiritual student who doesn't have to deal with this. It's part of our journey. Eliminating distractions. And so let's, yeah, let's dive right into this. So one of the things that it says in the Course is that we're far too accepting of mind-wandering and placing our focus and attention on things that don't matter at all. And uh, I, I know that there are a number of different spiritual teachers that have spoken about, and I speak about it all the time, that for many of us, 100% of our energy and focus, or 80%, 90%, very high percentage, is actually on problems and energizing problems. It's on the unhealed hurts, upsets, regrets, resentments, pain, blame, shame, guilt, etc. related to the past. And uh, I have a class, a year-long class, it's called Masterful Living, the Masterful Living course. And this is the sixth year that I've been offering it. And it's wonderful because at this point in the year, the people that are still in the class, still doing the work, are really having wonderful breakthroughs. And they're demonstrating such willingness to look at their stuff and to offer it up for healing. And the healing is happening Well, in class yesterday, we were talking about this topic in a sort of tangential way. Uh, We were talking about how we have this belief that accomplishments will make us worthy. That accomplishing things in the world will somehow validate us and make us feel worthy. Now, most of us have either put a lot of effort into trying to prove that, or we have run from that, or we have collapsed into feeling unworthy and not accomplishing very much. And it doesn't matter which route you choose because they all lead you to the same place. And I would say I personally have ping-ponged back and forth in them. So I remember uh, this is my birthday month. My birthday is November 28th, so I'm going to be 55, which I'm excited about. And uh, I remember when I was in my 20s that I truly believed that accomplishing things in the world what was was what was valuable it, to me it was the only thing that was really valuable and it was essential to my feeling successful and so of course i had to crash and burn on that one because i held on to it so tightly now if we're willing to release and surrender these attachments 
to these false beliefs. We don't have to crash and burn. We don't have to suffer. We don't have to go through the mud and the valley of the shadow of death without companionship. So, <laughs> or companionship that we're aware of. So, we were talking in class yesterday about how uh, many of us, myself included, find things enjoy doing, and then we turn them into a distraction, a self-medication, and even a way that we actually make ourselves feel unworthy of the good in life. So, for instance, uh, you can do it watching anything, anything that you medicate with. It could be fantasy. It could be... uh, playing with your dog to distraction. It could be anything that you're doing to distract yourself from how you feel and what's going on in your life. So I know a lot of people that do play things like uh, online solitaire and poker and other kinds of games. Video games can be used that way. Certainly watching television, Anything, sex, uh, porno, uh, all kind, even reading spiritual books. Yes, even reading spiritual books. So you know if you're doing that, if you're doing anything like that. And the, the way the ego works is so insidious. It really is. You've got to hand it to the ego because the ego will get you going and coming if you're playing that game. The ego, it, it, <laughs> if the ego was some kind of a salesperson, the ego would squeeze every last dime out of you if you let it. So we have these things that we love that... If we do them in moderation, if we do them with joy, if we do them with playfulness and a spirit of fun or a spirit of peace and harmony, there's nothing wrong with it. Like exercising. Exercising can be good. And exercising can be self-medication. Eating. Eating can be very healthy. It can be delightful. It can be fun. It can be entertainment. It can also be self-medication. So, sex. Sex can be a way of really expressing the holy relationship and becoming more intimate, more loving, more accepting, less attached. It can be a great adventure in spiritual practice. It can also be self-medication. So, so many things that we engage in with the physical body can either be a distraction or they can be a benefit. Fantasy, just so you know, fantasy, who's the hero in the fantasy? It's like it says in The Course of Miracles, who's the hero in the dream? Well, the body is the hero in the fantasy, and the body is the hero in the dream. So when the fantasy is either positive or negative, because people have negative fantasies all the time, I know that was the habit I had to break, was the negative fantasy habit. And the positive, both. I just like to fantasize. This dream is not good enough. I'm going to escape and have another one. I'm going to escape from this dream and go to another dream. The dream inside the dream. The fantasy inside the nightmare is what it was for me. So 
When we are taking something that in and of itself is innocuous, like playing online solitaire, like eating or exercising, gardening, cleaning your house, answering your email, it simple tasks don't have to have a lot of meaning, emotion, upset related to them. And we take them into, we're going to pacify ourselves with them. We're going to distract ourselves with them. Then we're moving into that place of self-medication. So, for many people, what are they distracting themselves from? Invariably, I have found it is feelings of unworthiness, feeling bad, wrong, inept, confused, afraid, guilty, ashamed, jealous, hurt. All of these feelings are what we're trying to escape. So then what happens is we use that self-medication as the escape door and then we feel guilty, we feel ashamed, we feel bad, we feel wrong, or at least I have. So I used the self-medication to help me escape from those feelings and what it actually did was intensify them. It intensified them. So the ego got me going and coming. The ego tempted me into the self-medication as a distraction and then punished me for accepting the temptation, for being weak. Mm-hmm. Now, many people are fans of having to-do lists. I do make to-do lists. Sometimes I have to make a list of things because otherwise I will forget about them. I'll lose focus on them and do things that are more enjoyable for me than the tasks on my list. I don't enjoy doing things like grocery shopping and stuff like that. It's okay. I make it an enjoyable experience, but I would much rather do more spiritual practice, write a blog, do the things that I really enjoy and love doing, connect with a friend, a loved one, be out in nature. I'd much rather do a lot of things than run errands. So I I find ways around that. So I, I learn to be a blessing and go and be a blessing in the store because part of my spiritual practice. And I take the angels with me and I, I work it like that. However, When we are people that have to-do lists, what can happen sometimes is we become a slave to the to-do list. I have done a number of counseling sessions with people who are really torturing themselves with their to-do lists. And you know what? That was me. So when I was in my 20s, I had a whole bunch of things on my to-do list. You could say it was my bucket list, but it really wasn't that. I don't have a bucket list anymore. Or I say, the, the only thing that's on my bucket list is waking up and being truly helpful. That's it. 
that's it. <laughs> there are things I'd like to try and whatnot, but that's what I'm interested in. And for me, keeping focus is important. So when I was in my 20s, I am really starting on this spiritual journey and waking up. I realized that I hated myself. I didn't love myself and I didn't know what to do. So I was trying to figure it out. And I remember going to a four-day workshop at the Open Center with Shakti Gawain sometime in the late 80s. And one of the things that we worked on in that four-day workshop was to come up, at least this is what happened for me, I came up with a list of things that I wanted to do, that I wanted to accomplish. And I was approaching it as, these are the things I have to accomplish in my lifetime. I have to accomplish them. And through the work that we did, I asked myself, why do I have to accomplish them? And the answer was, in order to be worthy of love. And I made up my mind right then and there to give up the list of goals. To give up that to-do list. That I didn't have to, I decided that I was going to eliminate the belief that I had to do anything to be worthy of love. And so I put one thing on my to-do list, and that was to love myself. And I made that my number one priority. So, like now, my priority is awakening. And yet every day, there are many things that call my attention away from that. So it could be a memory from the past that is something unhealed, a negative pattern from the past that's not healed, that's coming up for healing. And I take that not as a distraction anymore, but as an opportunity for my healing. And I work with it in my spiritual practice. So I move it from the pile of distractions where I have to energize it and believe it and go with it and get on the pain train and ride it to Margaritaville. And now, instead, I moved into the pile of things that are part of my spiritual practice that I'm using to help myself awaken. So I'm using it like a trampoline to jump to a higher level of awareness by releasing it, resolving it, dissolving it. And that's so much of what... I cover in all my classes, including the Living a Course of Miracles class, Find Freedom, and of course, my year-long Masterful Living. Speaking of Finding Freedom, Finding Freedom is on right now. It's my seven-week spiritual boot camp, and you can join anytime you like. I've rebuilt it so that people don't have to use their schedule as a distraction. So if you're ready for a spiritual boot camp, you're ready to really rock out the rest of this year or any time at all you're ready to cultivate that willingness and do the deep work and you'd like a personal guide a personal mentor that's me check it out 
check out everything I'm offering at jenniferhadley.com. And one of the main things I'd like to tell you about this week is I have a special offer, my number one tip for spiritual success. It's a class I'm doing Saturday, November 15th. And I put a whole package together that's only $11. So uh, you'll get all these hours with me if you are interested. Yeah, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I'm so happy to be with you. We're talking about A Course in Miracles. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about eliminating distractions. And just before I go any further, last week there was an error uploading the episode to the podcast. So if you're listening to the podcast, last week an old episode was uploaded by error. So if you just delete that from your files, then you can download the correct episode. This stuff happens. So chapter 8, the journey back, section 1, the direction of the curriculum, paragraph 2. The distractions of the ego may seem to interfere with your learning, but the ego has no power to distract you unless you give it the power to do so. The ego's voice is an hallucination. You cannot expect it to say, I am not real, yet you are not asked to dispel your hallucinations alone. You are merely asked to evaluate them in terms of their results to you so let's do that so so for the person who is distracted from their practice of love distracted from their spiritual practice distracted from being focused on what's truly important which is releasing attachments and communing with god to me it's those two things that's I asked Spirit, okay, what 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 do we what do we put in here? The two things to focus on that I got for us today is eliminating distract I mean, eliminating attachments, which are a massive distraction, and communing with God. So as we eliminate attachments and distractions, same thing, then we have more bandwidth. We have more energy, more time, more attention, more focus to place in communing with God, which we can do by being in nature, playing with a child in a really connected, loving way, a heartfelt way. We can do it through meditation, but meditation can also be self-medication and distraction. And I'm so glad that A Course in Miracles talks about that. We can also distract ourselves by being volunteers and being of service in community. Because it depends on what your motivation is. Now, 
right now, as we're moving into the holiday season, there are so many opportunities to be distracted. Let's go back to this quote. The distractions of the ego may seem to interfere with your learning, but the ego has no power to distract you unless you give it the power to do so. So, for instance, as we're coming into the holidays... There can seem like there's more to do. There are parties to have, parties to go to, parties to prepare for. There's extra cooking very often. Though a lot of times people just go to the store and pick up something. Now they don't make their own, which is fine. Not judging that. <laughs> and um, But still, it takes time to go to the store and pick things out and blah, blah, blah. So... There are the distractions of preparing for travel and traveling. There are all these things, but they don't have to necessarily be a distraction. Because if we do them in an open-hearted, open-minded way, with a clear motivation that it contributes to our awakening, that the entire day, whatever we're doing... It's a journey of identifying attachments and releasing them. Identifying attachments and releasing them. So attachments, I like to say, they tether us to the past. They tether us to the illusion rather than supporting us in waking up accepting the atonement for ourselves and realizing our true identity is perfect love so attachments are a massive distraction you know you have an attachment when you feel uncomfortable so when you literally feel physically uncomfortable there's an attachment at work even if you have like gas pains something's going on Something's going on. The great thing is about this spiritual practice is right here in what Jesus says to us. So I'm going to repeat the whole thing here. The distractions of the ego may seem to interfere with your learning, but the ego has no power to distract you unless you give it the power to do so. The ego's voice is an hallucination. Hallucination. You cannot expect it to say, I am not real. You are not asked to dispel your hallucinations alone. You are merely asked to evaluate them in terms of their results to you. If you do not want them on the basis of loss of peace, they will be removed from your mind for you. They will be removed from your mind for you. How clear is that? How clear is that? If you don't want them on the basis of loss of peace, they will be removed from your mind for you. So many people... Their spiritual practice, their spiritual studying and seeking is based on, I've got to stop the pain, the suffering. So they want to eliminate the symptoms. They're not focused on the cause. The cause is a belief in separation. So 
any time you're distracted by the ego, you don't have to struggle with it. Every attachment you notice that you have, just offer it up to the Holy Spirit. I'm not interested in this anymore. Please take it out of my mind so I never think it again. I'm done with it. And, since all minds are joined together, eliminate it from everyone's mind so no one thinks it again. How do you know you have an attachment? Again, you might feel physically uncomfortable, emotionally uncomfortable, mentally uncomfortable. If you feel discomfort, agitation, irritation, frustration, if you notice that your breath has gotten really shallow, you're holding your breath, these are all signs of attachment. You feel sick to your stomach. You're worried, ashamed, afraid, doubtful, jealous, hurt, resentful. You're thinking thoughts of revenge. You're complaining. You're feeling physical upset. Remember, pain is a wrong perception. It's a perce- And that wrong perception is an attachment. So the cause of all pain and suffering is attachment. How wonderful is it that if we don't want these attachments on the basis of loss of peace, they will be removed from your mind for you. I'm having trouble talking today. (laughs) Every response to the ego is a call to war. And war does deprive you of peace. Yet in this war... There is no opponent. Because the ego isn't real. This is the reinterpretation of reality that you must make to secure peace and the only one you ever need make. So remember, it's all about our willingness to learn and our willingness to let our teacher be our guide. Over and over and over again, this is what we talk about on this radio broadcast. Over and over and over again. So when our mind wanders to, how am I going to solve this problem? Which it does a lot, doesn't it? How am I going to solve this problem? You know, if you're thinking that thought, that you believe you're on your own. And you have forgotten that there's someone that is working with you, always with you, always for you, never against you, that knows even better than you do what you want. And you've lost touch with it. You've become distracted. So the best way I know to eliminate distractions is to keep focused on what is most important to me. Now, what I know for many people is that what is driving them is what they want to experience in the world. That's what's driving them. Versus what they would like to attain in terms of their awareness. Which, And that attainment to me is really the elimination of all false belief. So... The method that I have found that is the most effective 
in terms of eliminating distractions is really simply to keep my attention focused on what I deeply, truly desire. It's very easy to get pulled off focus if what you really want is in this world. And remember, what you want, you don't believe you have. So the endless wanting, craving, needing, which is all attachments, that is never going to be fulfilled. Never. Because even if you get what you think you want and you have that temporary, meaning time-based sense of satisfaction, it won't last. Because what is really going on when you get what you think you want and you feel that temporary satisfaction, what's really going on is for one moment you believe that you have what you want, but it's not true. And so the craving will start again. And what we're doing when we're looking in the world for that fulfillment We can only have a temporary, momentary satisfaction. However, if we're seeking the atonement for ourselves, then we have a guide to walk with us every moment of the day, helping us to eliminate distractions, to eliminate attachments, to eliminate the cause of all suffering. And there's nothing we can't do together. The I am presence, the Holy Spirit, the higher self, God, and us. So we're eliminating distractions. Distractions are resentments and regrets, unforgiveness, major distraction. That's why I offer on my website at jenniferhadley.com. There's a free workshop. If you have any forgiveness that you're not doing, it's called How to Get Over It. It's a free forgiveness workshop. comes with a number of different pieces. You can do it whenever you want. You download it. It's totally for free on the homepage at jenniferhadley.com. Please share it with friends because I love every time I get an email from somebody that says, oh my God, I have been holding on to this pain and suffering for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years and I did what you suggested and it worked, it worked, it worked. I'm all about having tools that work. This is the foundation of all that I do and because I was once feeling so lost. I felt like it just wasn't possible for me, that I could never succeed. And I felt so just really unworthy, not good enough, bad, wrong. I had all those feelings operating. So much upset and despair real despair to the point of wanting to kill myself but I didn't give up and I didn't kill myself and step by step I was led to a point where I really became willing to keep my attention and focus on simply being love being loving 
and waking up. And I didn't really know how to do it, but what came through from my personal guide was all kinds of instructions, what to do, how to do it, why to do it, when to do it, where to do it, and all of these tools are what I share in my classes. And one of the main tools is this recognizing when there's upset that the divine alarm clock is going off showing you that you have an attachment. Attachments only distract you from waking up. So if you really say you'd like to wake up, the next time that you feel upset, irritated, bothered, afraid, don't buy into it. Don't energize it. Don't make it real. If you really, really would like to wake up, rather than just feel better, if you really would like to wake up and know yourself as God and be truly helpful to be a loving, beneficial presence on this planet, then when the upset comes, call the name of God. Beloved, I am that I am. I did an episode about this in September about calling the name of God. I encourage you to listen to that. Call the name of God, Beloved I Am. This is right out of A Course in Miracles. And the angels will surround you and enfold you. They'll run interference for you. Ask for help. What did Jesus just tell us? The Holy Spirit will do it for you. You have to value peace more than being right, more than being distracted. However, People who do not feel worthy of God's love usually don't have a spiritual practice of any real value. People who don't feel worthy of love, who don't feel good about themselves, they don't feel worthy of that sweet divine connection. If that's you, like it was me, then I encourage you to offer that to the Holy Spirit. So it can be taken from you. I'd rather have peace than feeling unworthy. I'd rather have peace than feeling ashamed. I'd rather have peace than feeling afraid. I'd rather have peace than taking offense. I'd rather have peace than blaming someone for my problems. I'd rather have peace than feeling guilty. So it's about really having that living spiritual practice. It's not about being able to meditate for hours on end. It's not about that at all. It's about a moment-by-moment desire to know God as you, as myself. And the weight there is partnering up. That's what I call it, partnering up over and over and over again. <sighs> yes. It says here in chapter 23, the war against yourself in the introduction, paragraph 4. Let not the little interferers pull you to littleness. There can be no attraction of guilt in innocence. Think what a happy world you walk with truth beside you. Do not give up this world of freedom 
for a little sigh of seeming sin, nor for a tiny shining, I'm sorry, tiny stirring of guilt's attraction. Would you, for all these meaningless distractions, lay heaven aside? I don't think so. Not today, anyway. Thanks for joining with me. We've got more to come. We're going to take a little break here. I invite you to go to jenniferhadley.com. Check out the offerings there. And you're listening to A Course in Miracles, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, we're eliminating distractions on Unity Online Radio. And I'll be right back. with childlike wonder what is the nature of god who is jesus what is the christ how do we know what we know when you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical intangible aspects of life you are on some level a student of metaphysics new from unity house and nearly five years in the making heart-centered metaphysics a deeper look at unity teachings is now available This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're talking about eliminating distractions, chapter three, 23, the war against yourself introduction. Would you, for all these meaningless distractions, lay heaven aside? It's a great question for us to ask ourselves. I remember um, one of the first episodes I did of the show back in um, 
2011, 2011, I think it was, was uh, Ken Wapnick was on the show and I asked him, well, what do you do when you have that mind wandering, you know, when something comes up for you? He said he quotes King Lear to himself, Shakespeare's King Lear, and he says, that way madness lies. So I say, and I think that's a great one, that way madness lies. And uh, another one here is, would you trade this for heaven? Would you trade it for heaven? Will I trade this frustration, this irritation for heaven? When we're feeling upset, it's always because we believe something that's not true. Always we believe something that's not true. This morning I was uh, preparing for my spiritual practice very early, 4.30 in the morning, something like that. It was dark outside and so I was beginning in bed and a thought came into my mind of scarcity, lack, limitation as regards for project I'm working on. And and it went through my body like a jolt. Ugh, what if, you know, ah, lack, limitation. And so I did my practice. And so I said, I know this thought can't be true or it wouldn't upset me. The truth is not upsetting. <laughs> the truth is liberating. And I'm not interested in thinking this thought anymore. And I am so grateful it's come into my conscious awareness. I'm so grateful because now that I see it with my mind's eye, now that I recognize it with my awareness, I can make a holy offering of it and give it to my beloved, the higher Holy Spirit self. And we can both rejoice that more freedom has come because of my willingness to allow it to be taken out of my mind for me. Yes. And then I did my healing practice, working with energy, something I teach in some of my classes, and I felt great. I have felt more free the entire rest of the day because of that, more at peace because of that. So the more we eliminate these distractions that are attachments, the more peaceful we feel, the more liberated we feel. Is that not a worthy goal? <sighs> yes, it is. So attachments come in the form of two flavors. This is what I say. Cravings and aversions. And you may have heard me talk about this. I haven't spoken about it in a while, it feels like, but it's always worth revisiting. I, I revisit it every day because I'm literally looking in my mind for attachments. So when there is agitation, frustration, emotional upset of any kind, first of all, I'm never upset for the reason I think. I'm upset because I'm choosing to believe a thought that is a distraction. It's an attachment. And my mind is wandering. Mm-hmm. As distractions cease, 
ceases to arise to turn us from our purpose, we will find that half an hour is too short a time to spend with God, nor will we willingly give less at night in gratitude and joy. So, lesson 153, in my defenselessness, my safety lies, talks about going from 5 minutes to 30 minutes, and that as we give up distractions, we will find that half an hour is even too short a time to spend with God. We want to be with God all day long. Yes. And we'd like to be truly helpful, helping others to also find their way to be with God, their true identity. So this is one of the major perks of eliminating distractions like attachments, cravings, aversions, addictive and compulsive tendencies and temptations of the body is that you literally have far more time to be in that communion. So that's what I was saying before is when I asked the Holy Spirit preparing for this, talking about distractions, I said, so what are the key things to share about? And I got releasing attachments and communing with God. So that communion with God can look in the outer world like many things. But it's a feeling that we have. And that feeling really begins with our aspiration. So we aspire to be loving. We aspire to be truly helpful. We aspire to be a beneficial presence. And in that aspiration, we begin to follow the guidance. And so we're led and guided where to go, what to do, when to do it. Yes, we are. And it works. It works. From A Course in Miracles. (laughs) The text, page 29, is what my note is right here for the second. I'll give it to you. Uh, Chapter 2. My purpose. This is our purpose. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. That's it. That's our communion. So we can walk in that communion being guided. How wonderful. Our guide is going to teach us how to heal and to be a healing presence. Our guide is going to take from us everything that we're willing to offer in exchange for peace. When we value peace more than upset, more than our beliefs, more than the attachments, then the whole root cause of suffering can be removed from our mind. It doesn't get any better than that. This is the fast track. This is why A Course in Miracles works for those who are interested in waking up 
beautifully, quickly, and in great fellowship. It's a self-study course, but look how many study groups we have to join together and to live the love together. Speaking of that, uh, Baja Mexico retreat, people are signing up. I know we're going to fill up. Come join me for a winter getaway with John Mundy, Regina Don Akers, David Hoffmeister, Maria Felipe, and more. Awesome Living a Course in Miracles retreat, Baja Mexico. All the details, jenniferhadley.com. All right. I invite you to place your hand on your heart. Remember my class on Saturday, too. My number one tip for spiritual practice and, or spiritual success, rather. And with our hand on our heart, we take that breath of love and gratitude. And we recognize that we are the love of God. We always have been and we always will be. We're eliminating any belief in something else. We're eliminating all distractions. We're living the love and we're sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. I thank God for you. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah! <sniffs>